0: I'm just like, what can I add to this morning? <laughs> There's so much goodness on it. But the Holy Spirit's not done and he's got things to add. Um, I just want to, I know that we've prayed a lot this morning, but prayer is so good. So I just want to, yeah, start in prayer and just Give it all to God and surrender this morning to Him and, yeah, take ourselves to His face. God, you are the God of glory. You're so beautiful. And really, Amy already said it, but nothing else matters, Lord, but you... You're our first love, and we're only here because of that love. So we just come back to that place where we put you first. We put you back on the throne wherever we've tried to make it our human power and our striving. Lord, we just put you back on the throne. Thank you that all things are possible in your name. Thank you that you made yourself known to us, that the Lord of glory, the one who made the heavens and the earth, who's always been and always will be, that you made yourself known to us in human form, so we could know how good you are. And we could know that we could be sons and daughters and not orphans. I just surrender the rest of this morning to you, Holy Spirit. And I just say it's yours. We're your children. We're your family. You have a plan. You always do. So we just surrender and we just open ourselves up to what you want to do. In your name, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't really have a plan this morning. which if you know me is very unlike me because I like a plan. But I just really felt like God was saying um, coming up this morning that he just wanted to go back to um, Jesus Christ crucified. He just wanted to go back to the simplicity of what he's already done. You know, we add so many things on top of what he's already done. And that's okay. Like there's, there's so much to relationship with god but we're coming into christmas and it's the time when we really stop to remember that jesus came he left the perfect love and he came to be with us and it's just so beautiful And I just want to come back to that place where it's just like, Jesus, you are so beautiful, Father. You're so good. Holy Spirit, you made your home inside of us. And he beautifies his house and we are his house and that's just so wild. We are the temple of God's spirit. And sometimes I think, for me anyway, in the day-to-day of life and in my anxieties and my fears when they come up, I forget that I'm like, the dwelling place of God's spirit, like the lord of glory has made his home in me. And sometimes that's messy, and that's so okay. Like it's so okay. And I just think about the garden and how it was supposed to be. You know, we were supposed to walk in the garden with our father every day. Like that was where we were supposed to live from from the garden. And that was broken and we were taken out of that space. But Jesus, Jesus put us back there. We're back in the garden, like any separation that you feel from the father, that's not from his end. And that's a hard word, but it's a good word. He is no, you are never not in his presence. We say we're going to like, we're welcoming God's presence. God's presence is never not here. God's presence is never not in your life. When you're doing the dishes, when you're going to work, when you're parenting your children, when you're getting frustrated at the other drivers on the road. (laughs) When you're in the shopping centre and you're having to wait for somebody who's taking their time and you need to be somewhere, God's presence is always there. The other morning, a few weeks ago, I was sitting with him and I was just like, God, I just want to be in your presence. And he's like, girl, you're already there. You just need to remember that you're there. There's a scripture... um, In John 1, and in the Passion Translation, it's talking about the relationship between the Father and the Son. And because of Jesus, we have that same relationship. And it says they were together, face to face, in the very beginning. A little bit further down, it says life came into being because of him, for his life is the light of all humanity. And in the NIV, it says he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. And the prayer of my life is that I would be known or that I don't even need anyone else to know. Honestly, it doesn't matter what other people know. I have a relationship with the father and I want the story of that relationship to be that I walked in the garden with him. That I was known by him, fully known by him. And I spent my life getting to know him back. And it's just so beautiful because I love, I love the words that they were face to face. <clears throat> the only time we have lack in our life is when we stop being face to face with God. The only time we don't have what we need, and that could be practical, it could be spiritual, it could be emotional, it could be whatever, we have lots of needs in life the only time we don't have what we need is because we have turned our faces away from the one who formed us and created us from before the foundations of the world such a gesture um so our only job and it's not even a job it's such a joy is to come face to face with him again i'm sure that you can sit there and you can think about a need that you have in your life and this morning there are some pretty heavy needs and they're real and the emotions attached touch them are real and I would never ask you to not feel the weight of things. We're human beings, God's gifted us with feelings. They're a gift. But our feelings should not become the defining point of God's goodness. It's just not. Our feelings are important and we acknowledge them and we bring them into surrender under God. But your feelings and your circumstances and my feelings and my circumstances never dictate the identity of who God is. Revelations 2, uh, 2 verses 4 to 5a say, But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds that you did at first. And I don't think that it's like, I look at this church, I look at these people, you guys are my family, and I know you. I know that God is your first love. I know that he sits on the throne of your heart. I know those things about, about you guys. But there's always areas in our life where God has stopped being the first love. And we say things like I am because he is and I love because he first loved me and that's good, that's scriptural. But I kind of, like for me, I need to take it back and swap it around. He is and so therefore I am. He loves and so therefore I love. And I don't want to miss what God's doing in my life and in the life of my church and in the life of my community because I'm constantly looking left to right, trying to figure out, trying to do it in my own power, which is so easily done. It says in 1 Corinthians, this is Paul talking, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to do nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. These are Paul's feelings. These are his emotions. It's the expression of what he was feeling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstrations of the spirit and of power, so that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, If you are not seeing the power of God in your life, there is something wrong because God is God, right? He is the great I am. He hasn't changed from the garden. He hasn't changed from the miraculous ways that he restored Israel time and time and time again. He hasn't changed from The God who rose Jesus from the dead or Lazarus from the dead or the little girl or the woman who had the 12-year bleed. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed from the God in the New Testament, the God of Acts, the God God of Romans. He is that God still. So if we are not seeing demonstrations of spirit and power, there's something wrong. And it's not about trying harder. We've all tried that and it doesn't work. (laughs) People try hard all their lives without God and they have a measure of success. They have earthly success. They have earthly wisdom. But they've missed the intimacy with the Father. And all of that, none of that goes with them. We come with nothing and we go with nothing except for what we build in the eternal. So if we're not building... Eternal relationship with God, we're going to miss the power and the spirit. We're going to miss the move of what God wants to release through us. God wants to release something through every single one of us. There's not a person in this room that God doesn't want to bring his power through. He wants to use us. But as long as we're facing that way or that way or that way, as long as we're facing our fears and our insecurities and our can'ts and our what-ifs, and I am so like, so guilty of those things, we're missing what he's saying to us. He wants to say something to you. He has a word for your life. He has a word over your life. He has a word for the season that you're in now. He has a word for Hava. He has a word for her family. He's not finished we have the spirit that dwells God's spirit that dwells within us as his temples and the only person who can search the mind of God is the Holy Spirit and it says here in my Bible but we have the mind of Christ do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells within you what does that look like That's what I want to know. What does that look like to have the mind of Christ? We should, if we have the mind of Christ, in in an ideal world, be the most hopeful, the most joyful, the most bold, courageous, world-changing, culture-changing lights of, of the earth that the earth has ever seen and ever known. We should be the place where people are like, it says in, I think it's in Mark, to go to it I was reading it this morning so Jesus heals the paralytic man he's preaching the crowds are gathering because he's got something that they want something that this world hasn't seen He tells the paralytic that his sins are forgiven and the scribes are offended. They're offended by the freedom. But Jesus knows that. So he calls them out on it because he's bold and he's listening. He's face to face with the father. So he's listening. He's hearing the Holy Spirit. And then he tells the man to pick up his bed and go home. And the man rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them. So they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we have never seen anything like this. We are those people. When we go out in the world, the world should be glorifying God and saying, we have never seen anything like this. So good. And that's what, like, that's why we pray for little Hava." That's why we pray for her, so that the world can so say, we have never seen anything like this. I need to know what you've got because I don't have that. And I might have X, Y, and Z, but I don't have peace. I don't have joy. I don't have power. I don't have authority. I don't have freedom. But we have that. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be a mum up the back looking after your kids. Get it, mums. (laughs) You have the power and the freedom and the joy and the authority raise generations that change the world go to mother's groups and share the the good news like he's actually so good he's not mad he doesn't want to condemn you he doesn't want to push you over he doesn't want to smush your face and all the things you've done wrong he wants to restore you and redeem you and bring you into family he wants you to be known by him as you are not as who you could be not as who the world thinks you need to be, but as he designs you to be. And he's not waiting for you to get there. He's ready for you right now. And the world needs to know that. <laughs> But the only way we can be those people is if we have intimacy with the Father. It doesn't come out of our power because we, honestly, I don't have that on my own. I have control on my own. I can control things in in my own body and in my environment, but I don't have power like God has power. I can't raise dead things to life. I can't take a broken marriage and make it new. I can't do that, but God can. I can't take a year of lockdown and pandemic and make it the best year ever, but God can do that. But you need to have intimacy. It comes out of relationship. It's not a transaction. Yeah, so good. We don't go in and put our coins in and get given X amount or put our tokens in and then be given. That's your allotment of power because you put your tokens in. He wants to be face-to-face with you. He designed the garden for a reason because he wanted relationship. He wanted authenticity. He wanted vulnerability. There was a reason why Adam and Eve were naked, and I'm not suggesting we should all go around naked to have intimacy with God. But it was a picture. It was a symbol. There was nothing between God and his creation. And so we need to be spending that time with him in the secret place. And I'm not going to tell you what that looks like for you because you're all different. You have your own relationship with the Father that I don't have. And so how it looks for you is different about how it looks for me. And it's okay. Don't try to model somebody else's relationship with God. It won't work. That wasn't made for you. There was a relationship that was made for you. Jesus spent time with the Father on his own. He went out. He went away. He went away from the noise. He went away from the spirit of the world. He went away from the people. He went away from the demands and the needs. If you are not resting with God, you are missing out. If you are busy all the time and it leaves nothing left in your tank to spend time with God, you are missing out. He is the first love, the thing that we put first in our day. doesn't mean you have to get up at 6 o'clock and give him the first hour of your day. I don't know what it looks like for you. You have the Holy Spirit. You ask him. I'm not going to tell you what your relationship with God needs to look like because I don't know your heart the way he does. I don't know what you need the way he does, but he knows what you need. So if you have a need and if you put up your hand and said you didn't, I'd say you're lying. I'd say it with love, but I'd say you're lying. Uh There's one place that you need to go and all of your needs will be fulfilled. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. Working your relationship out with God is hard. It's uncomfortable. there's a tension between the here and the there. But we have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. We have to be comfortable in the tension. We have to be comfortable to look at ourselves as he do he does, see the mess, see the brokenness, but not have condemnation and guilt then come to rest on us, because that's not the father. When the father sees brokenness, he sees healing. He sees opportunity. He sees invitation. He sees a moment for him to come and do something amazing in you. And he's going to do it your whole life. He's not going to be finished tomorrow. I wish he was sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, God, when are we going to be done growing? He's like, oh, babe, we're just beginning. <laughs> like, great. Love that for me. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, I don't want to be who I am today in 10 years because I was too afraid to look at what was happening inside of me because I know there's better. With God, there is always better. If it's not better, then you need to go back and ask him, what's going on? What needs to change? What's not working, God? What are you doing? What do you want to do? Not what I want to do. Sometimes that's part of it too, because a, it's a relationship. Sometimes he says, what do you want to do? What next? You have choices, you're in the garden, you're free. You get to make choices. But again, it all comes back to the relationship. If you don't have the relationship, it's not going to work. Or it's going to work for a little while, but it's not going to work in eternity. We all get to bring something to the earth. We all get to birth something into this earth. We all get to create something with God. And it's really important to know what we're building. Something that God and I talk about often is what are we building, Father? What are the foundations? What does it look like? Who is it for? Who's coming into it? Because when you build something in the kingdom, it's not just for you. Do you know that? You're not living this life just for you. We live our life sacrificially. It's how Jesus lived his life. I'm sure there were times when Jesus was tired. I'm sure there are times when he did not have a whole lot of energy left in the tank. But he knew that his life here on earth, it wasn't for him. It was for the joy set before him. And that was us. That was us. We were the joy. There are people in your lives that are the joy set before you. Mim told me this morning that this year she decided to say yes to Jesus. I just think that's so cool. With boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Healthy lives. I want you to have healthy, balanced lives. But... The more we say yes, I really believe this. The more we say yes, the more we get stretched, the greater our capacity is. So if you have limited capacity now, just say yes in however you can in the small things. Your capacity absolutely will grow. God is an endless resource within you. The Holy Spirit inside of you is never going to run out. When you have run out of energy, He is still going to keep going. In fact, it's like we were talking about this morning, the weakness, it's the weakness where God is strong. It is us going, God, I have nothing left to give. And he's like, oh, I was waiting for this moment. It's my time. It's God's time, it's go time. But what if we did that from the beginning? What if we softened our hearts and were humbled and said, hey God, I could do this on my own, but you will do it so much infinitely better we could grieve on our own or we could do it the way Jesus did it and we could contend for the kingdom to be made manifest on earth Heaven is waiting to break out on earth and all God needs is people to come back to relationship with him, to come face to face with him, to be humble of heart. That that's their first step. Their first step is towards the Father. The first step they take is to draw closer, to draw near. I really, if it's okay with Liam would like just to have time, like ministry time with the Holy Spirit. The Father knows what you need and he actually wants to give it to you. He actually wants to, like I think sometimes we're begging and we don't need to beg. It's like, God, I just need this. Please would you provide this in my life? And he's like, don't you know that I want to? I said I wanted you to have life in abundance. Don't, I, don't you know that I want to give that to you? Why are you begging me? Why do we beg him for good things as if he's not a good father? We're children, right? My kids, when they come to me, they come with a sense of expectation. Sometimes it's entitlement, that's why I'm working on that. <clears throat> Bless their souls. But they come to me with expectation. They're like, hey, mum, I need... This is Audrey all the time. Mum, I need water. Great, babe, I'm going to get you some water. I don't want you to be thirsty. God doesn't want us to be deserts. He doesn't want us to be wastelands. He wants us to be an oasis. The earth is a wasteland. The earth is passing away. God's kingdom is always increasing. And it should be increasing in our lives. And it should be evident... It says right in front of me, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. God wants to take you into his arms and he wants to bless you and he wants to lay his hands on you. He wants to embrace you. You have an autonomous relationship with God. We love community. We need community. Community is so healthy. I'm so, so eternally thankful for my community. I wouldn't be who I am today without that. But you have an autonomous relationship to God that doesn't exist in this building or any other building anywhere else. And he wants to gather you, his child. He has 100% focus on you. A God of glory focus on you. He's looking at you. His piercing gaze is on you. He's transfixed by you. He wants you to turn your eyes to him and be transfixed by him. So he can do what he wants to do on this earth so desperately. So I want, to do t- I want us, or Holy Spirit is inviting us to come into his arms and be blessed by him. I don't feel like immediately that means us gathering around each other. I feel like Holy Spirit is like, I know what you need and I want to do business with you. Liam, I want to do business with you. Danny, I want to do business with you. Simon, I want to do business with you. And it's an intimate exchange. It's like the marriage, hey. It excludes all else. He wants you to exclude all else just for a little bit. So he can give you what you need so that you can give the world what they need, which you've got. So I don't know what that looks like, but that's what we're gonna do.